Open your Bibles with me to the book of Luke. Come on, we're going to go to the book of Luke. I'm gonna, we're we're going to read this story, and then I'm going to go, go to John chapter 4, okay? Got a couple stories I want to talk to you about here this morning. All right? Luke chapter 10. Y'all ready? I'm going to read it out here. All right, come on. Let's jump into it. Because this is your Independence Day. Amen? This is your Independence Day. Verse 25, Luke chapter 10, starting at verse 25. And behold, a certain lawyer. That word lawyer means expert in the law. Okay? Not what you think now. I've dealt with a lot of lawyers, and there's not many of them that are experts. I'm kidding. If you're a lawyer, I apologize. Behold, a certain lawyer, an expert in the law, he stood up and tested him, Jesus. He tested Jesus. Now, I got a problem with that. Come on, y'all. This dude is an expert in the law, and he's going to stand up and test the law. I got a problem with that. (laughs) I got a problem with that a little bit, right? This dude is an expert, and he's still going to try to test. Who does that in their right mind? Who would do that? I mean, you're an expert in the law, and you're going to try to test somebody and trip somebody up. But let's see what happens. You can't trip Jesus up. This is what happens. He asked this. He said, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Mr. Expert, what's written? What's it say? How do you think of it there, Mr. Expert? Jesus is so cool. And he like, he's like, you're an expert. You tell me. He said, what is your reading of it? So he answered and said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. Verse 28, look at this. He says, you have answered rightly. Jesus said, you have answered rightly. He said, do this and you will live. But he, wanting to justify himself, little Mr. Expert, trying to trip him up. Look at this, it's so crazy. He wants to try to justify himself, and he said to Jesus, well, then who's my neighbor? Look at your neighbor and say, who's my neighbor? Now look at your other neighbor and say, who's my neighbor? Say, who's my neighbor? Come on. Won't you be my neighbor? He's trying to trip him up. Who's your neighbor? And Jesus answered and said this. A certain man went down to Jerusalem to Jericho. He went from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves. They stripped him of his clothing. They wounded him and left Leaving him half dead. Hold up right there for me. So we got to look at this for a minute. Okay? So here it is. There's a man traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho. And he basically just gets jumped. He gets beat up. He gets robbed, right? You know what? It happens. You're going to get robbed. You're going to get robbed in life some way, somehow, some chance. You are, life is going to rob you. Who am I talking to this morning? Because I'm telling you right now, there are going to be things that happen in your life and you are going to feel like you've been robbed. But here's the problem. He didn't just get robbed. It says that he got robbed, stripped of his clothes, clothes, and, and left half dead. Now that's what I got a problem with. Can I tell you something? If you let somebody take your clothes, y'all better go get some lessons or something. I'm just telling you, if you let somebody take your clothes, you better go to the YMCA. You better go to the Boys and Girls Club of America. You better go take some Kung Fu lessons. You better go do something. The restoration. 
Don't let nobody take your clothes. Amen. I promise you, I don't care what the other guy looks like. If you come out naked, you lost. I'm just here to tell you that. Don't let nobody take your clothes. But here he is, half dead on the side of the road. Look at this, verse 31. I just had to throw that in. Don't let nobody take your clothes. Verse 31, now by chance a certain priest. You see that? A certain priest came down the road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. This is like the pastors. This is like Pastor Jamie. All right, this is like me. I'm walking down the road, and I see him, and I just go and pass by on the other side of the road. Amen? That's what this is like. And on an average day, Pastor Jamie saw someone in need. <laughs> and passed by on the other side of the road. That's what that is. And then check this out. Check this out. Let's keep reading. Can I ask, how do we let that happen? How do we let that happen, church? Let's keep reading. Verse 32. Likewise, a Levite. Look at this. A Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked. And passed by on the other side of the road. Listen, this is important. This is important. And we all know the definition of a priest. The priest is, he spreads the gospel. The priest is the shepherd of the flock, right? Amen. Come on, somebody. You hear me? Now, now he's the guy, he's delivering the word. Now, a Levite, one of the words that he used for a Levite, a Levite is the one who would sing the Psalms in the temple before the priest would preach the word. Amen? The Levite was, so here's what you got, basically. You got me. And Dustin. That's all y'all got. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is your Independence Day. Listen, you got me and Dustin. You got the pastor, you got the, the, the pastor, the worship leader, and on an average day, neither one of them did what they preach or what they sing about. Neither one of them. Amen. Come on, somebody. You got the pastor, the worship leader, who didn't do nothing. They just walked on by. Jesus said the pastor walked by. Jesus said the worship pastor walked by. Everybody walked by. And then it says in verse 33, but a certain Samaritan. Come on, somebody. The pastor walked by. The worship pastor walked by. But then a certain Samaritan comes up. And as he journeyed, came to where the man was. And when he saw him, the Bible says he had compassion on him. He had compassion. He had compassion for him. Listen, if we're going to live out our Independence Day, we need to have compassion for people. Amen. We've got to care, church. We've got to get out of, go out of our way just to do what's right. Amen. We've got to go out of our way to do what's right. Now, if I've given you a definition of a priest, and I've given you the definition of a Levite, let me give you the definition of a Samaritan. I know there's some, somebody from Samaria, a pastor. Yeah, I know. I know. It's a Samaritan. It says this, that a Samaritan is an average man or woman who rises above the racism and bigotry of their life to do what's right. I mean... Might, might, as, might as well just come, just come get him because everybody's staring at him anyway. <laughs> come on, get on up here. 
Go and get. Hey, listen. A Samaritan, a good Samaritan, an average man or woman, it's an average man or woman who rises above the bigotry and racism of their life to do what's right. That's what a Samaritan is. That's what a Samaritan is. There's two sides of this sermon I want to give you this morning. Maybe you're on the side of the road. Maybe you've been beat up. Maybe you've been left half dead. Maybe you're hurting. Maybe you're depressed. Maybe you've been stripped of your clothing. Maybe you've been robbed. Maybe you've had everything taken from you. All your caring is gone. All your hope is gone. If that's you today, I want to tell you that this is your Independence Day today. Amen. If you have been beat up by the world and you have been left on the side of the road half dead, this is your new day. And then I want to tell you on the other side of that, I want you to know this. If you are the person who's in here this morning, and you just didn't have time to stop. Maybe you're the other person. Maybe you're the pastor or the worship pastor who didn't have time to stop. You didn't have time to care. You didn't have time to do all these things. Can I tell you, if it wasn't for good people, there would never be an Independence Day. Amen. So what did he do? Look at verse 34. What did he do? So the Samaritan went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring oil and wine on him. And he sat him on his own donkey. He took him and put the man on his own donkey and brought him to the inn and took care of him. Today is your Independence Day. Amen. That's what he did. He took him and took care of him. Listen to this. Let's go to John chapter 4. You got to see this. I'm going to read this story to you. And I want you to do me a favor, right? Y'all follow me? Come on, where's, where y'all at? Okay, I want you to do me a favor. Listen, I want you to do me a favor. As we read this story, I want you to pay close attention to some of these details that I'm going to point out to you, and then we're going to go back to them and talk about them, okay? Listen, in John chapter 4, we're going to tell a, a story that involves another Samaritan. Okay, turn with me to John chapter 4. Let's go. We're going to talk about another Samaritan and what happened to Jesus. John 4, we're going to start in verse 6. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being tired from his journey, sat there by the well. It was about the sixth hour. It was noon. It was noon. It was about the sixth hour. Verse 7. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. And Jesus said to her, give me a drink. Look at somebody and say, will you give me a drink? Uh-uh, y'all didn't even do it. Look at somebody and say, will you give me a drink? Thank you. Verse 8. Here we go. Here we go. Listen, pay attention to this. Pay attention to this. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. That's important. We're going to come back to that. That's important. Listen, verse 9. Then the Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me? A Samaritan woman. Watch this. Here's another one. Pay attention. For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. So here's the thing, guys. Listen to this. Here's the thing. Jesus is sitting at this well at noon. Amen? It's the hottest time of the day. The women would go to the well early in the morning or late in the evening when the heat was down. They wouldn't go with the heat of the day. Right? So first of all, why is this Samaritan woman at the well in the heat of the day? Number one. Secondly, why is Jesus sitting there? And why did he send the disciples to get food? Here's what I do know. God sometimes has to move certain people out of your way so he can accomplish what he needs to accomplish in your life. 
That's what I do know. That's what I do know. God will move people out of your way so he can do what he has to do in your life. He sent the disciples to town because had he left one or two or three of them there with him, they might have hindered what he wanted to do in that woman's life. You got all these Christians around here that want to tell you what to do, what not to do. Listen, get on out of here and let Jesus do the work. I'm going to tell you, he had to get them out of the way because they would have hindered what he was going to do in that woman's life. Because in this story, listen to me, John chapter 4, for that Samaritan woman at the well, it was her Independence Day. Amen. And Jesus had to get them out of there. Y'all go buy food, and I'm just going to sit here and wait on her. Which disciple are you today? Will God have to send you to town so he can do something in somebody's life? Oh, come on, somebody. Are you the disciple that have fell in love with Jesus so much that God is working in your life and working through your life that you can do something in somebody else's life. Amen? Which kind of disciple are you? It also says this, listen, for Jews have no dealing with Samaritans. She was blown away. She was blown away. She couldn't believe that he was actually talking to her, let alone asking her for a drink of water. Let's go on. Listen to this. Verse 10, Jesus answered and said, if you know the gift of God and who it is who says this to give me a drink. Can you imagine that? If she had any idea who she was really talking to. <sighs> Listen to this. He said, if you really knew who it was that said this to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said this. She said, sir, I like her. She said, sir, you have nothing to draw with. And the well is deep. Where are you going to get living water from? I like her. You know why? Because she's smart. She's in tune to her surroundings. Don't let nobody kid you and joke you around. He says, I can give you living water. She's like, you ain't even got nothing to draw water with. Come on, y'all. She's smart. She pays attention to her surroundings. She says, you don't even have nothing. You ain't got no bucket. Listen, the well's deep. I don't know how you're going to get down there and get living water out of there. But you ain't going to do it. Amen. Come on, y'all. I like her. She's smart. She says, well, where's the living water at? Verse 12. Are you greater than our father Jacob? She said, who gave us this well? Listen. And drank from it himself as well as his sons and his livestock. Jesus answered her and said, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. Come on, somebody. But whoever drinks of the water, I want you to listen to verse 14. Verse 14, verse 14. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain springing up into everlasting life. Do you know what verse 14 is? Do you know what verse 14 is? That's the definition of Independence Day. He says, you're going to get this springing up in you. It's water that will never run dry. It's everlasting life. It's eternal. That's your Independence Day. Come on, somebody. That's the day God changes you. That's the day he takes you from glory to glory. That's the day he shifts you from one place to another. This is your Independence Day. He was moving that woman from just wanting earthly water. He says, this is your Independence Day. And if you drink of this water, he said... That's the definition of an independence day. The woman said, look at this, verse 15. Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst nor come here to draw again. Jesus said this, listen. He said, go call your husband and come here. Verse 17. Very important. The woman said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you have well said this, that I have no husband. 
you have well said this, that I have no husband. He said, for you have had five husbands, ma'am. And the one you're with now is not him. The one you're with now is not your husband. He said, in that, you spoke truly. I like that. I like that, guys. You know what I like about that? That she was honest. Come on, somebody. She was honest. If you need an Independence Day, if you want Jesus to change your life, if you want somebody to come in, I'm telling you right now, you got to come to grips with who you're looking at in the mirror. That woman was honest, and she had to tell the story. She said, I'm sorry. I'm not even with my husband. He said, yeah, I know. She was honest. She was honest with him. you got to come to grips with who you're looking at in the mirror. Who's the man in the mirror? Who's the woman in the mirror? Be honest with yourself. Amen. It's the only way Jesus can give you your independence day. Can I tell you if you've come to the fact in your life when you say, I can't do this anymore. I can't live like this anymore. I've had enough. I'm done. I can't be this person anymore. That's when Jesus can change everything in you and everything around you. Amen. When you say, I'm done. This is your independence day. This is your independence day. Verse 19, look at this. The woman says, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshiped on this mountain. And you Jews say that Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Jesus said, woman, believe me. Listen, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. That's big. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. Amen? Verse 23, but the hour is coming. Everybody say it with me. And right now is. Amen? But the hour is coming, and right now is the hour when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Amen? For the Father, listen to me, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Look at this. For the Father is seeking such to worship. Amen? Listen to me. That's what makes Independence Day worth it. Right there. When you get that new living water in you that we was talking about, that is your Independence Day that changes you, that, that sets you from glory to glory. And then you learn how to worship Him in spirit and truth. That's what makes Independence Day worth it. That's what makes the changed life worth it. you got to tell the truth who you are. Worship God. And then He says, God is looking for you. Those are the ones that God is seeking. Amen? Amen. Come on, listen. In spirit and truth. Can I tell you, you got to be honest with yourself. You got to be truthful to who you are. And then you got to worship the Lord in spirit. Amen. Verse 24 God is spirit. Oh, I'm sorry. Listen to this, verse 25. The woman said, I know that Messiah is coming. He who is called Christ. Listen to this. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Verse 26, here it is. Then Jesus declared, I who speak to you is he. I who Listen, I... He just simply said, I am he. I am he. I'm who you're talking to. The Messiah that you... I am he. I'm here to tell you this morning. 
He is. I am he, he said. He is. He is the one that is going to change your life. He is the one that can take you from glory to glory. He is the one that can give you your independence day. He is the one that can pull you out of that addiction. He is the one that can pull you out of that stuff. Amen. He is the one you cast your cares on because he cares for you. Amen. He's the author of our faith. He's the truth. He is the one. He is the one. And he's in this place right now. Can I tell you he's in this place right now? God is in this place right now. He knows you, Restoration Church. He knows you, Restoration Church. All you have to do today is know that he is giving you your independence. Today is your independence day. I'm telling you. It's not just the 4th of July weekend. It's the rest of your life. Once you realize who he is, I am he. When that woman realized who she was talking to, changed her. I love this woman. She could have ran away. She could have ran away. Listen, when God looked at her and said, go get your husband and, and, and come back and then I'll explain everything to you and I'll, I'll, I'll fill you in on what's going on. And she said, well, to be honest, sir, I don't, I don't have a husband. So Jesus is just helping her out, and he's like, yeah, I know you've had five of them, and you really ain't got one now. And he, Jesus is just helping her out, right? He's like, yeah, I know. And you know what she could have done right there? She could have been like, you need to mind your own business. She could have said, you know what? You need to mind your own business. Don't you be worried about what I got going on. But she didn't because she understood in her spirit who was there. And I want you to understand in your spirit this morning who's here. Amen. He's here today. And what I love about Jesus is he don't care what you've done. He don't care where you're at. He don't care where you've been. He came to set the captives free. He said, I come to save that which was lost. I don't care where you're at this Independence Day, but independence begins in the heart. Independence begins in the heart. Amen. There were men and women, our forefathers, of this country. They believed that one nation could rise up. They believed that one nation could rise up so much that a bunch of farmers beat a world power. Come on, somebody. They believed it so much. They fought and laid down their life for a new world. But more than that, we're fighting for Jesus. We're fighting for a king who died for us. Come on, y'all. He showed us how to live. He showed us that he is the way, the truth, and the life. He showed us that. <clears throat> he showed us. You know, all we got to do is come unto him. Doesn't matter where you're at. Doesn't matter where you've been. That's independence. Jesus waited at the well. It's almost like he knew she was going to come. He knew she was going to be there at noon. He sent his disciples away to get rid of all the distractions. And can I tell you that he knew some of you would be here today? Amen. He's sitting here waiting on you today. He knew you were going to be in here today. He set you up at this moment to hear this message today. He set you up right here because this is your Independence Day. Today, right here, right now. It's just you and Jesus. It's just you and Jesus. Maybe you don't have a husband. Maybe you've had five. 
And the man you're with now might not even be your husband. I don't know. He's not here to point a finger at you. He's here to deliver you and give you your independence day. Your freedom comes when you trust God. Amen. The man who was just walking down the road, he's minding his own business. He's just walking down the road, minding his own, going from one thing to another, going from one place to another, one job to another, doing whatever it is he does. He didn't know he'd get beat up. He didn't know the robbers was going to come. Come on, y'all. He's just going about his life. He didn't know what was going to happen. How many times have we had things happen, things happen in our life that we didn't expect? We didn't see it coming. Amen. Come on, y'all. We didn't see COVID coming. We didn't see racism coming back like it was 1960. Come on, y'all. We didn't see mass shootings and all this stuff coming. But here we are. But here we are. But guess what? It's still our Independence Day because our faith is in Jesus. Our faith is in Jesus. He's still the way. He's still the truth. He's still the life. He's still our answer. Listen, it's up to us to trust him. Come on, y'all. It says that the man <clears throat> on the side of the road, guys, he was beaten half dead. He was beaten half dead. When someone was a Levite or they were elevated to a priest level or to a Levite, they, they dressed a little differently. Their sandals were a little different. Their robes were a little different. You could tell. You could tell they had been promoted to a, a different level. But they, de they dressed differently. So that man, hurt, laying on the side of the road, half dead, up and he sees the, 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 the sandals, the feet of his pastor. And with every footstep, they got louder and louder and then softer and softer. As he recognized the sandals of his priest. He says, I'm going to be okay. Somebody's going to help me. And he went on around him. Maybe he had been in the temple and he had heard the Levite singing the Psalms. And he's seen his shoes and his robe in the bottom of his sandals. And he's laying there and he's like, my gosh, my worship pastor's coming. And they pass him on the other side of the road. Amen? Come on, y'all. That man laying there only half dead was waiting for help. He was waiting for somebody to help him. But they passed by on the other side of the road. He was waiting for hope. He was waiting for help. He was waiting for love. He was waiting for an answer. And maybe that's you today. I'm here to tell you this morning, you're waiting for hope. You're waiting for love. But everybody just keeps passing you by. And you think maybe this nobody cares about me. I, I want to tell you, I ain't nothing but a good Samaritan. That's what I want to tell you. Maybe you're laying there and you need something. We need to be good Samaritans. We will rise above the bigotry and the racism of our life and our past to do what's right. To help people. We have no problem where you come from. 
This is Restoration Church, guys. Listen. We don't care where you came from. This is who the church is. We have got to rise up and be independent for people who have no independence. We got to rise up and be love for people who have hate. We got to rise up and be forgiveness for people who have unforgiveness. That's what we're to do. That's what we're to do. You know now is the time for the church to be the real Independence Day and proclaim Jesus Christ all across this nation. The real independence right here. This church. Come on, y'all. Come on, Restoration Church. Let's not just pass by on the other side. We got to stop. We got to help. Even if we're in a hurry. It's okay to be late every now and again. Ask my wife. It's okay. Maybe you ain't got time to stop. It's okay to be late every now and then. We got to sit at the well. We got to send away all the distractions. We got to sit at the well and wait. Sometimes we got to sit there in the heat of the day so we can give hope to one woman. Amen. Hope to one man. Hope to one child. We need to be that Independence Day of Jesus Christ. Amen? Because it's 4th of July in heaven when somebody lost gets saved. Amen. It's 4th of July in heaven when somebody who's lost gets saved. We get to be the one that stops. We get to be the one that puts the brakes on in our busy life. We don't have to walk by on the other side of the road. We're the ones that say, hey, Restoration Church, we can stop for a minute and help you. Amen. We get to put the brakes on in our busy life. We get to help somebody in need. Hallelujah. Listen, the priest had a title. The Levite had a title. The Samaritan, he was just a guy. He was just a guy who rises above their own situation to do what is right. And I want to proclaim today that I don't want to be a priest. I don't want to be a Levite. I want to be a good Samaritan in here today. That's what I'm proclaiming for this church. Let us stop for people. Let us stop for people that need help. There's people in here this morning that you have just been beaten up. The world has left you half dead. You just beat up. You've had enough. The world stripped you of everything. I've been there. I've been beat up and I've been broke down. <laughs> Let me tell y'all. I've been beat up and broke down. Come on, somebody. I've been addicted. I've been beat up, thrown out. Listen, I want to tell you, I had no one to turn to. Wanted to give up on my own life at times. Come on, y'all. I'm here to tell you, some of you, that's you today. And you don't know why. Why did I go that way? Why did I take that road? Why did I go from Jerusalem to Jericho? I don't know, but I just got beat up for it. Why did he take that route? Maybe that's you today. And you're thinking, why? Why did I take that road? Why couldn't I win another way? But no, here you are. Beaten by the world. Torn apart by the world. Waiting for hope. Well, let me introduce you to hope this morning. His name is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I want to introduce you to some hope this morning. His name is Jesus. I'm almost done. Listen. Acts chapter 3. 
Peter and John in Acts chapter 3. Listen, these are two of the disciples that Jesus had sent away with the other ones at the well. When he sent, sent away the disciples at the well, Jesus, uh, John and Peter, they were going to the temple to pray. They were going to the temple to pray. Listen to this. As they got to the temple, they went through a gate called Beautiful. Everybody say a gate called Beautiful. Y'all are horrible this morning. Everybody say a gate called Beautiful. There you go. That's better. When they got to the gate, a crippled man was there. Okay? A crippled man was at the gate. Read it. Acts chapter 3, guys. Listen, you've got to read it. The Bible says he was crippled from birth, and his friends would take him to the gate as people were coming in and out of the town, they would take him to the gate to beg for alms. He would sit there and beg for alms. Several times a day, they would be in and out of the temple three times a day to pray, to go in and out. And he would be there begging. And Peter and John are going to the temple to pray. Amen? When they come through the gate called Beautiful. Isn't it amazing? They call the gate Beautiful. Think about that. And there's a crippled man sitting there. Y'all, you don't get it, man. That's just good right there. Because God will put the most hurtful things at a gate called beautiful. Because he don't see in the present. He sees in the future. Come on, somebody. He will put the most hurtful things because he is not looking at where you're at. He is looking at where you will be. He don't care where you're at right now. He don't see you beat up, knocked down, and half dead. He sees you stood up, whole again, and riding on his donkey. He sees you riding his donkey. He's going to take you oh. Listen, a gate called beautiful. Listen, when they came to that gate called beautiful, those disciples had been there before. They had been in and out of there to go pray. And they had been and, and they walk up and they see this crippled man. They see him and, and, and he's looking at them. He was begging like he always did. Read it, Acts chapter 3. Listen, guys. The Bible says that the two disciples looked down and they saw the man. And Peter looked at him and he said, look at us. Look at us. Tell them, look at me. Hey, church, it's time for us to look at the broken, messed up pieces of our world. Come on. I'm here to tell you right now that it is time for us as a church to look up at the broken, messed up pieces of our world. And we look and we say, come on, look at us. How can we help you? Come on, somebody. Y'all ain't even wake. Listen, these two disciples come up and said, look at us. And he gave them his full attention because he thought he was fixing to get some money. Come on, y'all. He gave them his full attention because he thought he was about to get some money. And Peter said to him, silver and gold I have not. He said, but what I can give you, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He says, stand up and walk. He says, stand up and walk. Look at this in Acts 3, 7. Look at this. He says, silver and gold, I have not. He said, but what I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, he says, stand up and walk. Look at Acts 3, 7. And then he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. Come on, somebody. He reached down there and took him and lifted him up. Restoration Church. If we have an Independence Day, we got to reach down and help people up. Amen. If we're going to have an Independence Day, we got to be willing to get dirty. We got to be willing to sit at that well all day. We have to put our own agenda on hold at times so we can stop and help someone and put them on our donkey. 
Come on, y'all. We got to guide them to hope and help and love. Amen. Come on, let's give Jesus a round of applause in here. Come on. I want to tell you, and I'm all, I'm, all, I'm all done. That crippled man represents a lot of people. That crippled man represents a lot of people. There's a lot of people on this Independence Day who believe they will never have independence. There's a lot of people on this Independence Day who believe they will never have independence. And we have the opportunity to do something different in someone's life. Amen? To be able to reach down. Come on, y'all. To be able to reach down and take sorrow by the hand and say, we're here to help. This is your Independence Day. A lot of people think that crippled man was waiting for a handout when in reality all he needed was a hand up. Amen. All he needed was a hand up. Maybe you're here this morning and you're the woman at the well. Maybe you're here and you're the cripple at the gate called Beautiful. Maybe you're here and you're the man on the road who's been beaten, been stripped, robbed, and left half dead. Jesus is here to give you your independence day today. Jesus is here to give you your independence day today. Jesus is here to give you your independence day today. Hallelujah. Come on, everybody stand to your feet all around this room. Let's go. Come on. Jesus is here to give you your independence day today. Come on, let's give him, give him a shout of praise. I ain't going any further. We're not going any further until you praise him like you mean it this morning. Come on. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Let him hear you. This is your independence day. This is your independence day. True independence starts when we give our life to Jesus Christ. Amen? True independence starts when we give our life to Jesus. Do you know him this morning? Do you know him this morning? This is your independence day. Listen, you got to step over all the punches that have been thrown at you. You got to step over all the stabs that have been stabbed at you. You got to step over all the shots that have been fired at you. Let me tell you something. The whole time Jesus has been there. Amen. You got to step over those things and know that he was there with you the whole time. Jesus is here for you this morning. This is your independence day. Because Jesus said in John 8, 36, look at this. He said, therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be what? If the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. This is your independence day. And maybe you're in here this morning. And you say, I want that. I want that independence today. I want to be set free indeed. There's a difference between being free and being free indeed. Amen. I can break out of jail and be free. But I promise you, they're looking for me. I ain't free indeed. <laughs> Amen. There's a big difference between being free and being free indeed, all right? You're in here this morning and you say, I want that freedom indeed. This is your day. This is your independence day. Amen. I'm not even going to tell you to bow your head. I'm not even going to tell you to close your eyes. But what I'm going to do is ask you, if that's you this morning, and you say, this is me, and I don't, 
I'm not right with you, God. I've been laying on the side of the road half dead. I need you. I've been sneaking to the well when nobody else was there. They didn't want to deal with the criticism and all the other stuff in life that people were throwing at you. I need you, Jesus. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand right now. All around this room. Come on, somebody. We see your man. Look at that. Look at those hands. Keep them up. Keep them up because God sees them. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for my sin. Thank you for my Independence Day. Come into my heart, Jesus, and change me and make me into the person you want me to be. Set me free today and forgive me of my sin. In Jesus' name. And Father, I thank you for every single person that raised their hand today. God, I thank you, Father, right now in Jesus' mighty name, Lord. I pray, God, right now that you touch every single person. Father, we thank you for this Independence Day, God. Father, we give you all the praise, all the honor on this 4th of July weekend, God. And we thank you that he that the sun sets free is free indeed in Jesus' name.